You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week's show, number 27. I'm Neil Pickup, and I will be here all night, and what a show we have got in store for you tonight. We finish the 500 series, and we look ahead to the 600 series. We start to reflect and to review what we saw this year, and what we would like to see next year. Who better to give us a global opinion and perspective than one of the most experienced arm wrestlers one of the very best arm wrestlers of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest on this week's show is none other than the Enigma of Rage, multiple Turkish national, European and world champion, Engin Terzi. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. And I am joined by an individual who many people believe to be the greatest lightweight arm wrestler of all time. Engin, the Enigma, Terzi, is on the line. Engin, how you doing, brother? All good? Uh, hello, Neil. Yes, I'm fine. And you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad at all. I'm, uh, we can take a little bit of a breather now that the 500 season's done. And I think you watched quite a bit this year, yeah? Yes, yes, I did. I did. Especially the ones that, you know, uh, took my attention. All of them are good, good matchups, but some of them are, you know, more interesting. You know, the uh, time that, you know, they pull is about like 3, 4 a.m. here. And sometimes I even stayed awake just to watch them. <laughs> it's like the yeah, old Mike yeah, yeah. Tyson fights, isn't it? When everybody yeah, used to stay es awake. <laughs> yeah, especially the, the Michael Todd and Devon Larat match. Yes. Uh, I, I waited for it, yeah. No, it's quite interesting, obviously, Engin, because you're... Um... Uh, I mean, for the people out there who don't know you, Engin, just give us some insight on how long you've been involved in the sport of arm wrestling. When did you start your career, mate? Um, I started to train for arm wrestling in 1991 when I was 17. I 17 years old. Wow. Yeah, I, I kind of started late and I was a very weak guy. Uh, even my sister, my mother, they were better than me in arm wrestling. And, but I trained really hard, you know. My personality yeah. is a little bit, you know, like someone, you know, who hates to lose. And so in 1992, I competed my first nationals where I took second place. And then 1993, Canada was my first, first mm -hmm. world championships where I took second place to Leslie Williams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Leslie Williams, great puller. Yeah, yeah. He was a very good puller as well, you know. He was my first world uh, experience. I was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. But it's fair yeah. to say, Engin, that over that period of time, you have been either a competitor within <clears throat> or involved yeah. with or observed, I would say, pretty much every major arm wrestling promotion and event that has yeah. taken place globally between that time and now. So you've got extensive experience of the sport, mate. 
and um, of the the athlete. And I think the other thing we've got to point out about about your character, and I probably and I know you won't mind me saying this because I've I've sort of taken the mick out of you for many years over it. You are the most obsessed arm wrestler <laughs> that has ever been in the world. I mean, you, what, you study this thing day and night <laughs> and any hours in between. Yeah, what I would say, because um, to me, uh, you are one of the most knowledgeable person in the history of arm wrestling. And whatever you are seeing, I follow you and I agree with you, you know, the things that you are um, thinking about arm wrestling. And so if you are seeing me that way, I, I agree, you know. I, well, thank you very much, mate. That's a, a massive accolade coming from yourself, thing, and it really is. And I've been really looking forward to getting you on the show, mate, because uh, I would echo the sentiment that you've just put across, actually. You, yours is one of the opinions when I speak to the, the very best guys in the world, uh, the elite arm wrestlers around the world, they always speak about your, your opinions on things, how you articulate yourself in that respect. And I was very, very keen to get some thoughts from yourself around World Arm Wrestling League and uh, and how you see the league, the rule system, the format, and more importantly, the, the guys that are competing within there. I'm, I mean, have you followed, I know you spoke about Michael and Devon there, but have you followed any particular weight class with more interest than the other? Or are you are you very focused I, on the lightweight? I, I, I usually follow uh, my own category, which is the lightweight, yeah. where mm -hmm. Sam Harris and Jeff Hale and some other guys and... You know, it, it takes my attention. Yanis had been, you know, the best yep. some years ago. And then I think he's returning back. And, I, yeah, I am interested. I'm uh, following very closely. I'm now started to analyze the rules and how the table is, how, how the match starts and things like that. You know, I am interested, you know. Well, I suppose that the, the table would probably appeal to you massively, mate, because it does favor the guys with massive back pressure. And with speed, and you've always had the ability to get to where you want to be quickly. It's one of the things that you've always done very well. And now you've yeah. got an additional two inches of space to move into at the back of the pad, where your yeah. opponent can't move forward to hook you. So that I, I can imagine that would make you. Uh, I mean, for example, your 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 match recently with Makarov, with Artur Makarov, uh, mm. might have made things a little bit easier if you could have gone a couple of inches back when you got a little bit of uh, pronation on him there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, about the Makarov match, you know, I made a big mistake by expecting him to only uh like i thought that he was gonna hook me he was tr he was gonna try to hook me and i was i only focus on my pronator and back pressure and then he tried really inside but he couldn't hook me right away and then whenever he did a, a massive back pressure and then my wrist was still okay but i couldn't control his pronator Mm -hmm. So we were in a equal position and he's stronger than me. So to beat him, you know, I need to control his pronator and hand at the same time. Yes. I cannot I cannot beat him in an equal position match. So he won because he was stronger. But it's gotta give you great satisfaction, mate, the fact that um, you know, in your mid forties, you're still able to compete with the absolute elite young men. That are, that are yeah. in the sport. I mean, that's a hell of an accolade. Um, and the fact that you're you're doing that uh, is just evidence of the fact that, that the level that you've attained in the sport and your commitment to the sport right now. How do you see the guys in the lightweight class that you're seeing competing World Arm Wrestling League? Do you, do you think they'd hold their own in some of the bigger European events? 
you know, uh, I will share my general opinion about it. You know, there has had been a, you know, page, uh, web page, uh, Northeast message board. Yeah. There I shared for many years. And like when it is about like middleweight, like about 90 kilo to heavier, mm -hmm. uh, North Americans are for sure best or one of the best. Yeah. But when you go to the lighter weights, you know, uh, it is hard to hard to say that they are the best. I'm not saying they are not because I didn't see them compared to the European guys lately. Mm -hmm. But uh, I still think that, you know, they can't be counted as the best in the world uh, without really facing this side of the world. You know, you know, the American heavyweights like John Brzezink, Travis, uh, if I say North American, Devon and Jerry Cadoret and many of them had faced the European heavyweights yes. in, by Zloty or the super matches, but mm -hmm. it's not the case with the lightweights. Yeah. So, so I, I cannot, I cannot really gauge, you know, what it is. And Yanis Amorins, uh, as far as I remember, was the best in wild for some years. Am I, am I wrong? No, no. Uh, yeah. He's he's had a great record over there. Obviously, he's a multiple yeah. hammer yeah. holder. Um, yeah. Lost, lost. <clears throat> probably unfortunately um, at his last attempt at the main draw event there, but he got into unbelievable battles very early in the tournament. I think Joseph yeah, Lodé yeah. put a lot yeah, of bullets yeah. into Yanis really early. They had a scream. I remember that match. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, very, very long match. He was hanging on, on the yeah. table and then Yanis, yeah, it was more than a minute long match. Yeah, I watched. Yeah. So yeah. I cannot say this, this year, Jeff Hale will go to the WAF Romania at 75 kilo and then, you know, we will realize probably, you know, like how it is, you know, compared to the Eastern European guys. 75 kilo, there will be Makaro, Irakli from Georgia, and some other some other top guys, you know, from Russia, Turkey, Bulgaria. And then maybe even even Yanis will go. I don't know. And then we will realize, you know, where where the second or third best of the while, you know, how he will do against the Eastern Europeans. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Because there's a... Um... I think Jeff, in some respects, and I mean, I, I love Jeff Hale. He's one of my closest friends in the sport. I've yeah, very good enormous promotion. Amount of time. Promoter yeah, promoter. great, great guy. Very, very yeah. intele intellectual guy yes. outside of arm wrestling. Complete mm. and utter character in every respect. I mean, talk about a guy who's different on and off the arm wrestling table. My God, if you you know you you go for something to eat with Jeff on the evening, he's the most humble, quiet, lovely. Yes, yes. yes. And then you you see him when he's in, he's at the table the and table, he's in yeah. Yeah, different. But dude, it's good, good for arm wrestling. It's good for arm wrestling. You know, if I was a promoter, like Jeff Hale is the first person that comes to my mind to promote our sport. Yeah. You know, just yeah. He takes so much abuse um, because of the fact that he, you know, people think he's over the top and so on. But what I would say is that Jeff is polarizing. So he's the guy that you either love or hate, you know, either way you're talking about him. And that's exactly what you're looking to achieve. But the, the point I was going to make there, mate, just to follow up what you were saying about his op opportunity within World Arm Wrestling Federation events. I think mm -hmm. actually Jeff is kind of non-representative in some respects because he is, in my opinion, quite restricted in terms of what he can do. Uh, I often think that with some of the guys over there, the likes of yourself, the likes of Giannis, uh, mm -hmm. Mindaugas Teresetis, some of those yeah. guys I think he's going to struggle with because he's reaching so far. 
And and mm-hmm. in a situation where he was able to win one, maybe even two of those matches, I think mm-hmm. that the damage it would do to him would be very significant. So in a main draw competition, I think he's up against it. I actually think Jeff sometimes fares better in a super match environment where yeah. the guy yeah. that he's competing yeah. against is going to burn or tire at the same level, yes. you know, at the same time. I think he's in, less in a competition. The, the the draw is very important. You, know? <laughs> you, you yeah. really need luck. You know, someone who normally cannot win the events may win because of the guys that are killing each other. Correct. Yeah. I, I remember some years ago, uh, Hetak Zitiev uh, beat the Kazakh guy in the second round, and the Kazakh guy took second place, while I and Hetak Zitiev had a long match, and then Hetak placed 17th. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I recall he, he exactly say, what yeah. <laughs> This is what I tried to say, you know, in, in the competition, and I realize about myself too, you know, I am not as I used to be, you know, I'm not that healthy. Like I had a powerful hit, you, know, you understand? Yes. It would work for against anyone. But, you know, after a certain age, I am as good as anyone, but I am not one head above them, you know, as I used to be. Mm-hmm. So, and then when I go to the tournament, anything can happen. I may win or I may take 10th place. Like two years ago, um, I competed the uh, Wolves and... I beat uh, Daniel Prokopchuk in mm-hmm. the third round. Yeah. And s- second round, I beat Christo Hiristo. And the first round, I beat the Ukrainian. Yeah. But after the Daniel match, I-, I was so exhausted and I took ninth place. And then Daniel, that I sent to B side, won the event. He took first <laughs> place. Yeah. And then the other two guys that I beat first and second round took sixth and fifth while yes. I was ninth place. Yeah. Yeah. So it is. You know, hard to hard to really uh, get what you deserve in a, a competition if you are not so healthy, young, you understand? It, I, I do, mate. I, I, I agree <laughs> with that that sentiment 100%. Main draw arm wrestling, some people say, can be more exciting because of that. Because, I mean, I used to always um, liken it to, we have a horse race in the UK, really famous horse race uh, mm. that takes place around Easter time every year. It's called the Grand National. You may be aware of this or may not. It takes place at a a race course near where I live in in Aintree in Liverpool, uh, near Liverpool. And and the Grand National is such an interesting race because the form guide sort of goes out of the window because every few hundred yards, the guys encounter an enormous fence, absolutely huge jumps. And every year, it's not just who's the fastest horse, it's who gets through the carnage and the damage that takes place in the race. So you can clear the clear the jump and land on another horse that fell, or you know, there's so many twists and turns. And I used to liken that to mm-hmm. WEF mm-hmm. events and, and try and train in that respect with a little bit more diversity because there's so many absolute killers out there, so many top yeah. level guys yeah. that yeah. if you happen to have a rough draw mm-hmm. and you one area of your arsenal is taken out your wrist is damaged your hand is damaged yes 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 it, yes, it, yes. it is so <clears throat> difficult to then stay in the match you know because right around the corner in the next couple of matches you're going to meet an absolute killer and, and you can't afford to face yes, those guys yes, with you yes, when you're yes, not great you know yes. so certainly makes i mean when you look at the world arm wrestling league roster are there any of the north american guys that you have particular interest in or whose style you particularly appreciate Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. There are, there are, there are many guys. There are many guys that you know I really enjoy watching. Uh, I I recently watched Gasparini versus Matt Mask. Okay, and yeah. And yeah. it, it was it was like 
as I expected, you know, both guys like to have the control and the one who get the control won the match easy. That is why it, it ended quickly, you know. Yes. One time, one time Gasparini get the advantage and won easy. And then other three times, Matt, Matt just get the advantage. And, you know, the guys who cannot pull in uh, bad positions, you know, usually if they if two of them meet, and then if one get advantage, usually the matches are uh, quick. I, th I think that the most uh, guy that I enjoy watching there is uh, Devil Narat. You know, <laughs> this, this yeah, guy, yeah, because the, this guy, I, I, I recently watched him against uh, Wagner from yes, Brazil, yeah. and they want to hold him in like a little bit losing position. And then uh, Wagner was all over on his forearm. With shoulder everything, and Devon just hold him there, and then slowly slided his hand down to Wagner's forearm, hold from there, and beat from him. It just like, I mean, you can do that at practice to your some weak teammates or something, but the guy is Wagner Bortolato, you know. Like, yeah. how can you do that to him? You know, just it was incredible, incredible. Like, I think for the uh, TV spectators. That that is, you know, like Devon is a guy that really, really, really doing the show. You know, I mean, he is just dreaming and applying there at the table, uh, except the 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 move that he did against Dave Chappie. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't really enjoy that one, but it's my opinion only, of course. If the rules allow, you know, nobody can complain about it. Mm -hmm. uh, from other side, and you're, I, you're a guy I, who's faced that, and you faced it early in your career. I mean, 2001, <laughs> yeah, I am, the, I am the first victim, the first victim. If <clears throat> yeah, there was some, some other victims... In the final, and you actually gave Anatoly... You, 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 you gave Anatoly a hellfire match there from, a, from your typical yeah. top row position. He hit that King's move early, and he was one of the original King's movers. People talk yeah, about yeah. George Zakowitz. Well, Anatoly yeah. uh, was doing international it... At the level, international level, is uh, Anatoly was the first one, and I was the first victim of it. The thing is, if, if there was some other puller, international level puller, then uh, Anatoly before that, I, I would I would study already, you know, what to do or something. But there, I didn't know what to do. It was the first time I saw. In fact, I saw one more time. I saw George in 2001 Harleypool, same year, about six months ago, yep. uh, against Bill Sinks. Bill Sinks was like all over his arm and he couldn't move him, you know. And I was like, what the hell, you know, what is this, you know, like, 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 how, how can like Bill Sinks not pin him, you know, I, I didn't understand like how it was. But then whenever I experienced the same thing, you know, then I realized that it's not easy because the guy also beat Rustam Babaev in same events. Yes. And yeah, and he didn't have to bring his shoulder below the table level when he beat Rustam. Mm -hmm. But with me, I mean, you couldn't even see his head, you know, he was just totally hanging, you know, probably you were watching from the side, you know, maybe you yeah. saw it. Yeah, yes. yeah. I it remember what like, I think on the the Rustam match. I think I was on stage at the same time, and yeah. I, I, my match finished quick. I managed to get a, a quick flash pin, and uh, yeah. we all turned round and, and we're watching. <laughs> we're watching uh, Rustam and Anatoly bang away there. I mean, that was a hell of a class. Yeah. The class you were in there that day. Yeah, it was a phenomenal yeah. class to watch. I was very ill then, but you know, I still <laughs> went with you know. Uh, I get out of hospital and I went there. I, I, I catch cold, you know, I was in terrible position, uh, condition, but I still managed to warm first day with left. It was easy, but the right arm, it was not that easy. One of my, uh, for, for so many reasons, one of my favorite competitions <laughs> ever, but always one of those things where you would finish an arm wrestling match. And uh, I, I have enduring memories of finishing a pull 
and turning around and, and, and watching uh, Fadzinov and Semenenko in there with Kurt Niazi when they, yeah. those three were banging away in the 80 kilo class. And there were some yeah. unbelievable matches going on, yes, you know. Yes, yes. Screaming career. I'm sure that 95% of the people who will be listening, you know, our program now, we will have no idea about what we are talking about. But yeah, but they are they they have missed a lot of things, you know. They they think that you know, like today is the, like like greatest of all time or something. It, it is not, you know. It is not. Last year I won WAF. I can say that I was maybe maximum seventy percent of my best shape, you know, because I know the ways I lift. I know the things I I could hold like twenty thirty kilo with my left arm. I could do one arm pull up at the same time with the right arm, you know. Now I hardly do pull up with the two hands, you know, without any weights. It, it kills my elbows. You know, I, people think that, you know, like newer is the best. It, it is not. The only thing today is better than yesterday. At that time, maybe three, four, five guys for the gold medal. Today is maybe 10, 12 guys. I'm talking about the world championships. You know, there are more people, but it doesn't mean that best of today was best, uh, better than the best of yesterday. Like, yeah, I, like, think, I think there's evidence of that out there, isn't there? I mean, if you look at the heavyweight division, for example, and even the middleweight division, to be honest, there's still guys that are, you know, that have endured that period of time. You're a good example in the lightweight class, and there's other guys that over time have stayed right there. I think there's... Yeah. I think some of it's got to be down to the amount of commitment that people put in over that length of time. How keen are you? How focused are you? Have you stayed with the sport? Most of the guys who were uh, all-time greats have po- probably gone into other areas of the sport or they're still around but not necessarily as focused. If you look at Ron Bath, he was a good example. You know, yeah. he was just sort of at the final five or six, but he wasn't. He was. He's still active, but he's not. I don't think Ron, by you know, by any stretch of the imagination, is pushing as hard as he used to. He's not training as hard as he used to. And, and I think that's one of the things that matters. You know, John the same. Uh, yeah. If it wasn't for injuries, I do think John uh, could be right there as well. You know, he's still a serious handful for anyone, you know, but not doesn't want to train anymore, doesn't, isn't, isn't committed to the level he was, but he's still got some capabilities for sure. I mean, the physical combat sports, you know, it is uh, not only about, if it was the, only weightlifting, I can say that today is better than yesterday. Mm-hmm. But th- this is something different. Arm wrestling is the most explosive sport in the world, and it can suddenly become a endurance sport once the the match and m- most of the muscle groups in the body are in the arm, you know. And yes. like like your reaction, your your knowledge, experience. Uh, I don't know speed, endurance, m- many things get involved and people um, need to realize that, you know, uh, like today, today is best does not mean that is the best ever, for sure, you know, I have no doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to take a short break just now, but please do not go anywhere. We will be back with more from Engin Terzi in just a few. Welcome back, ladies and gents, and if you are just joining us with tonight's show, we have got a cracker for you. Engin Terzi, the enigma of rage, is on tonight's episode, and he is giving his feedback on World Arm Wrestling League past, present, and future. Let's get right back to it with my old mate, the Angry Turk. 
if you look at sort of <clears> today <throat> and uh, it, or if we take a couple from today and from yesteryear, who who well, was, you know, I, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Like, <clears throat> what is let, let's let's first uh, how to say let's first uh, uh, decide. You know what is being best. Like the most successful. Can I go first? Strongest, 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 <laughs> or the or the uh, I don't know how to say uh, ability. You understand yeah, the skill? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 mean, I want to answer that first, if I can. My, per, I'm a little on a different page to a lot of people with this. Mm -hmm. I, um, when I make my judgment on who is the very best arm wrestler, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to put it into two groups, and and this is for obvious reasons. My my groupings would be mm -hmm. um, either technical ability mm -hmm. or just victories. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you then look at who transcends those groups i would then make one other really stout consideration and that would be whether i believe that that person was clean or not mm -hmm. that's that for me personally is a consideration it just is you know mm -hmm. i don't um decry anybody uh for, for 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 making their own decisions in life but what i would say is this that if you were saying okay really who is the very best and the guys that i um, have put a lot of stolen faith in or guys that have shown over a long period of time at elite level competition that they are a very, very serious competitor. Mm -hmm. I like to see, I personally like to see technically well-rounded arm wrestlers. I like yeah. to see intelligent yeah. arm wrestling, <clears throat> guys who are advancing their position during the match, even under difficult circumstances. Well-rounded, yeah, well-rounded and also uh doing something at its best that works for uh works against anyone also yes. yeah yeah like, like if, if you yes I'm, but yeah specialists yeah i i think i am one of them i even won the WAF title with uh i pull dead wrist against anatoly and i i won two my world titles in hook i did i won with side pressure top roll too but i don't consider myself so well-rounded because you, like if you look at me i am like 90 percent outside puller you were the same way too you were yes. a top row, top row specialist and trust me you were you were uh, one of the best about the application of the top row you like niazi kurt niazi kurt to me like 95 percent of the people doesn't know him but to me one of the best top rollers ever you know oh yeah the like wolf cobra, was a... cobra cobra roads you know yeah these guys with the hand control you know i mean incredible in incredible hand control Yanis mm -hmm. uh, Amolins is doing good, and now uh, Mindaugas Tarasaitis is a specialist yes. of uh, top role. He's doing something unique and effective. You know, I, I respect him too so much. And there are these guys, this type of guys, and there are uh, Andreas Runshon. Uh, oh. He was also 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 very good top roller too. Yes, and I'm, a, I'm, are, a, I'm, a, I'm an innovator. Andreas was a unique entity. Yeah, really, yeah. really unique. Great, yeah. great talent, really was. Yes, yes. Also, also, there are monsters, you know, that you know, the machines, you know, like Rustam Babayev, uh, like Zolev, Hadji Murad, mm -hmm. and you know, guys like that. Uh, but if if we, if we pull about, the, if we talk about the quality, of course, the number one is John Brzezinski. To me, um, I, I kind of like cannot compare. John Brzezing with anyone. To me, you put John Brzezing to number one, and then you leave 
empty space till number 20 and then you put whoever you want to number 21 22 23 you can go that way just i i, I to me like he is arm wrestling john is arm wrestling i i'm 45 years old i have been pulling more than quarter of century even today when i watch him i'm inspired so if the guy is inspiring me even today i mean it, it should mean something i mean but there needs to be eyes to see what he is doing not yeah. everyone can see yeah also yeah. also also devon larat devon larat maybe maybe his transition is not as smooth as john brzing but he is also a very well-rounded puller you know like, he is yeah, yeah, he's a very well-rounded puller. And the other thing that yeah. I think um, John and Devon do share is attitudinally, they've got some similarities in that both men do not take a loss badly. They take it in the very best way. They take a yeah. loss yeah. as a learning and they take it um, for what it is. They take it as just a loss in an arm wrestling match. And I think that's, I think that's an extremely powerful attitude to be able to really own that, you know? I think a lot of people feel enormous amounts of pressure from a loss in the sport. Mm -hmm. And if you can... But some, some be... people some people live inside of them. Some people live outside of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, I, I think they live inside of them, you know? And But they, it's good that they control it and they don't show it out. But I, I don't think they are as easily taken as how they show. But... I think that, you know, they are, I don't know, gentlemen enough to, you know, you know, control it. I think John and uh, Svetan Gashevsky were my favourite arm wrestlers in that respect. The ability yeah. to just shrug off a loss as though it was nothing, you know, yeah. regardless of the level of achievement, accomplishment and pressure yeah. that they must have felt, particularly John. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my God, every time he went to the <laughs> table, everybody was gunning for him like no one else. And yet if he took a loss, it was... You know, it was really no big deal to the guy. The, which the, the difference between the between John and Devon is that uh, uh, John uh, is more respectful when he is winning than Devon. Devon kind of like uh, applies all the fantasies, you know, that <laughs> <laughs> he has. Yeah, I think Devon is you know, much the, more the, conscious the, the, of his the, environment though than John was yeah, in that yeah. respect. He's I, I don't more think, of a showman, you know. He's, yeah, he's yeah, doing I don't it. Yes, bad, not bad by intention. Accident. Yeah, I don't think he has bad intention, but ask ask his opponent, you know, ask ask Pushkar, ask uh, John in England, the six-year-old, you know, he was just, um, but, you know, hey, you know, if, if you want to not experience such thing, just go with the guy, you know, you know, he also was doing the same thing to Matt Mask. He was just holding and not pinning. Matt, Matt is asking him, go ahead, you know, he's the, uh -uh, you know, and then Matt has to, you know, bring his own arm to the pad, you know, I, I you know. He really makes his opponents feel bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really bad. They, they, yeah. they have nightmares about it for a couple of months afterwards. But I think um, Devon is, is is evolved, or the very sort of peak of Devon has evolved in an, in an era where everything is about, or all his matches have been about televisual stuff. You know, he's yeah. he's been right there, front and centre, and he rarely does a match of that magnitude without a camera in his face. Yeah. And I don't mean somebody on a mobile phone or, a, you know, the old days of Orm TV. I mean, multiple cameras, either at the Trafford Centre when he was pulling Mike and we were all over Eurosport, or right yeah. now he's on either ESPN or, uh, you know, he's... he's um, on the internet in every corner of the world being analyzed by hundreds of thousands of people on a weekly basis. Yeah. So he's very, very aware of his environment. And I think 90% of the time 
whether or not you're seeing the real Devon Larratt is a yeah, it's a coin toss. Certainly, we talk about it before and after the match, and he's he doesn't do anything by accident. Let's just say that. While we were talking, you mentioned about Gashevsky. Yes, yeah. I mean, I mean that guy is also a legend. You know the oh. the the name the names that I mentioned. You know, like he's either the best of them or like one of the best of them. You understand? Like, I mean, uh, Gashevsky is incredible puller. Gashevsky, magnificent. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, of course, he's now injured for many years. He has been injured, you know, and then he ha- he has a limited uh, arm wrestling. He is just doing what he can now. He cannot, in the past, he could pull in hook, side pressure, top roll, and he could do, you know, whatever. Um, he doesn't have incredibly good hand control like like Cobra or uh, you or the Niazi, but, you know, he had um, his... his style his hit his endurance like he was incredibly explosive and then he could pull one minute two minutes if the match stopped you know yes. the, the 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 if you remember the i think you were there in 2001 poland wolf yep, that you yep. won there too mm-hmm. yeah there in 75 kilo he was pulling against maximum uh maximo and also bondo hubulov you know he <clears> pulled yeah, yeah. both of them like yeah more than a minute with one of them and then the other one and then the the other one came from the b-side again he pulled him two minutes and like gashevsky deserves all the respect in the world yeah he's um (laughs) without question a master arm wrestler i mean if i could ever send my sons to train with guys there'd be a short list of guys and he'd be on it with without a shadow of doubt a technical master mate he really really is and if you look at sort of the the guys within the World Arm Wrestling League now, do you see many guys there that are freaks that are that genetically different or even intellectually different at the table? The guys there that really excite you could become superstars of the sport. Superstars of the sport. Like the truth is you are saying that you know someone is a hope for the future you you mean this but i see like for example when you go to middleweight uh the number one guys or the top guys are the guys that you know you know been pulling for many years you know it doesn't look like you know uh, someone new guy is coming and then just like Todd touching there craig tuller is there mm-hmm. rob vision is there you know these guys like i have been seeing around some of them like Craig Tuller, probably more than 25 years. Yes. Tata, Tata Chings, 15 years. Rob Vigeons, uh, about the same, you know, minimum 15 years around. And and I, I don't think that they can get any better. They are already great pullers, already great pullers. But for the future, I, I don't know. I don't know. I see Sam Harris is very interesting puller. As as you said, that the, the elbow pads being far to the backside, Helps him a lot, I think. I think looks like he has strong wrists. Mm-hmm. And I saw him with Tony Kitowski. Kitowski almost made the weight, but he, he couldn't. He, he won, yeah. Um, but he, he probably didn't get the hammer, right? Because he didn't... Uh, Correct, he doesn't have the hammer. Yeah, it stays with Sam. Tony Kitowski is also a powerful guy, very, very strong guy. I mean, for that weight, uh, they pull at what, 171? Yeah, I think it? Tony weighed in um, on day two. At 172, I think okay. he did it at 172. But um, 
Yeah, I know I saw him the day before and he really did look in terrible condition. So yeah. I'm sure that there was some effect on the guy. I don't think he will have recovered to his, to the fullest extent for sure. But he didn't make weight. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, but even for that weight, he's huge, you know, his arms. Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. yeah, and he, he's still like day before someone who didn't look good, you know, because of so much weight loss. He still was very powerful next day. Mm -hmm. He was powerful enough to beat Sam Harris. And we've yeah. seen him in the past, you know, the year he won the, the double hammers. I think Tony was in exceptional condition. He was very, very strong that day. When was it? When was it? I think it was 2016 that he got both uh, hammers. Was it 16 or 15? May have been. It was either 15 okay, or well, 16. Was, 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 was Yanis there? Was, was Yanis there? Yanis yeah, they, they, that was the year that Yanis went out. He, he got into a screamer early on with um, Lovey, oh, which yeah. Won, yeah, yeah, then he yeah, took yeah. a loss to, I think it was actually Adam Wilmot. And then uh, took a second loss to Craig to Sanders. Yeah, but at, at that time, at that time, you know, <clears throat> it was tournament way, right? Yeah, now is the super match format. Yeah. So now we need to see maybe uh, someone with Sam Harris first. Uh, what do you think about Sam Harris versus uh, Mindaugas? Min you know, I, I actually think that it's going to be Yanis that'll get the next Giannis. shot. I mean, I I, I felt Yanis huh? had a shout for getting it anyway against against know, Sam Harris. Yeah. Yeah, and I think now to, to, you couldn't really, in my opinion, it'd be cruel to deny Yanis the shot now. I, I think. Well, he... But do you think that do you think that you know someone should pull like a semi-final type of thing before uh, having a, a chance to pull against Sam? Like if or, it was or my Sam, choice, Sam, I would put Yanis straight in there. Per I'll personal, stay, yeah, yeah. My personal yeah. choice, I, I think Yanis yeah. was. How, how about Kitoski? Kitoski is still planning to pull the lightweight, or he just thinks that it's not healthy for him. You know, I don't know. I mean, Tony was um, Tony was in a strange place after that match. He was devastated um, that he didn't make weight. Felt he'd let a lot of people down. And mm. um, it'll be interesting to see what Tony's next move is. It, it, you know, particularly after people like Justin having gone up to middleweight. I think the issue that Tony's had when he went up to middleweight previously, mm. he had suffered some injuries. He's not a naturally big man, and he suffered some injuries. I think it may be pertinent for him to sort of lose some of the muscle mass and actually so so he can make the weight easier just concentrate on those key areas his hand his wrist which always mm -hmm. do him a lot of favors maybe lose a little bit of the the overall body mass mm -hmm. and um he's a he's an intelligent lad i'm sure tony will will come up with a, a strategy that works but that's where i believe is he's suited to i think he's better at lightweight than he is at middleweight he may see it differently but uh, time will tell i guess but he's certainly a an animal you know he's a he's a real handful the thing I want to ask, the, the next uh, event or the what, again, will be a title match for the lightweight or there will be some other? Yes, matches? it would be. The next time that Sam Harris pulls, it will be in no, defense no, no, of no, the not, 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 not Sam Harris. I'm talking about the next match or the lightweight will be again with Sam Harris or some other two people you are thinking. You, because like this, like every, every event or... Uh, Wal, does it have to be a title match? No. Okay, um, okay. this is what there, I there, tried to say. Most events that, excuse me, there will usually be a hammer match, at least one hammer match on any okay. of the cards okay. that but, we but see. But not in every class, However, not in every class, yeah. Well, I would expect next year, Engin, to be honest, I expect there would be more events. That's my personal feeling, and we'll see what happens, but I expect that there would be more events planned. And if that's mm. the case, then probably there will be less uh, hammer matches or less frequency. Mm. So I think that's a good thing because I think it will allow us to see uh, more of next, a... Next event, next event? No, no dates uh, 
that have been published yet, but I would expect it's going to be sort of again March, April, uh, twenty twenty, okay. and the events okay. will come back. Okay, okay. Right, right now, um, I stopped pulling amateur events like WAF, uh, World Champion. I pulled twenty five years from nineteen ninety three to two thousand eighteen. So I kind of, as I said, you know, to compete a tournament and the draw so much effects you know you have many kazakhs and georgians and the armenian bulgarian mm -hmm. ukrainian russian you know and then you you don't know you know but maybe one-on-one -on -one, you may be the best there but you know when the draw is happening the best guy can be fifth and then the fifth guy can be winner anything can happen of course not always but uh, so this is why i just want to do do some like super matches and uh, I'm planning to put Mac, uh, pull Makaro next July. I and him agreed, and but till then I don't know what I'm gonna do. And I, it is hard to diet. It is hard to, I don't know how to say, focus on training mm -hmm. without knowing that what is next for you. Sure. Before 25 years, I knew when the nationals is, when the Europeans is, when the worlds is. You understand? I, I knew. You know, I need to be ready in March for the nationals. And the May or June for the Europeans, and then September or October for the Wolves. I knew everything. Right now, I am like a, like a retired man. You know, don't know what to do. You understand? <laughs> so if the, so, if you were to get uh, the call from World Arm Wrestling League, Engin, yeah, would you be prepared to uh, to come over and and chance your arm in uh, in the in the WAL? Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, it is. I I realize. You know, we just did a, a, the same. Not same, but the similar type of event. Uh, actually, we copied from the wall as much as we can because we realize one thing, you know, um, uh, for the public attention, what wall is doing is the best. Of course, many people, you know, there are many people that are complaining, you know, about, you know, certain things. But whenever you think of the, uh, like what the TV, uh, spectators, you understand? People who are watching yep. TV, this program, that, that, that is the best format. That is the best format while he's doing. Unfortunately, ladies and gents, I've got to call time on it right there for this week's episode. We've got more next week from Engin Terzi. I hope you will join me same time next time on the World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickup. Take it easy, peeps. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.